Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to another episode of Real People, Real Talk, the podcast ministry that takes you from surviving to thriving. And today we are talking about calling and creativity. So if you want to know how to discover your calling and how to tap into your creative power, then you should definitely stick around. Before we dive in, I just want to say if this podcast ministry has added value to your life or helped you out in any way, would you consider supporting us through Patreon? You can click the link in the show notes. It takes literally 60 seconds to make a one-time donation or become a monthly partner. We have several tiers ranging from $5 to $50 a month. And of course, with each tier, we have bonus rewards. Thank you in advance. But y'all know me. I like to get straight to the content so I can add value. So now let's talk. My guest today, Kobe Dickinson, husband, father, and the creative pastor at Five Stone Church. Kobe is all about champion creatives. So buckle your seatbelt for our dynamic conversation about calling and creativity. So welcome to the show, Kobe. Man, Paul, thanks for having me on. It's an honor. And, uh, you know, whenever we met just a little while back, I was really drawn to what you're doing here on the podcast. And for you to ask me to be a guest, I was truly honored and love that you're giving some focus to what creativity is in the church. Um, as you know, I'm a huge advocate for that. And, the, um, you know, my heart goes out to creatives out there that are, that are trying to live in their calling in the church. And to have a second to talk about that today, man, I'm truly honored that you would ask me to. Yes, I remember we met at the Equip Conference. I sat in one of your sessions and just my creative juices were flowing. And I listened to your podcast, The Called Creative, and just really just sparked some things. So I was like, I want to have this conversation for my dear audience. So as a creative pastor, how did you know God has called you to that? You know, whenever I really felt like I was called to this, uh, I was about 17 years old. I was in a youth group um, and, you know, I grew up in a pastor's home as I said, and what I understood calling a calling to be was that you were called to stand up and preach. And man, that is not my personality <laughs> at all. So we met at a conference where I was speaking and that is something that I'm really trying to to learn to do better. That's uh -huh. something that I, I, I still feel like I'm, that's a, the next step in my calling is to stand up and um, talk to creatives and speak to them and you mentioned my podcast that we um, finished recording just a little while back. And, um, you know, all of those things, that's never been a strong suit for me to sit down and, you know, talk to a group of people. And um, I'm an introvert. So anyway, so whenever I felt called to this, I was like, man, I'm not a preacher. That's not who I am. Like, uh, maybe I'm just misunderstanding. I can't be called. And, um, and thankfully, man, I had some of the best mentors in my life, my dad being one of them, um, my youth pastor being one of them. And, um, so whenever I approached them and said, Hey, I, I really feel like God wants to use my life, but <laughs> y'all know I am not a, I'm not a preacher. I'm a shadow guy. I like to be in the shadows and use my gifts like that. And they said, well, you know, that, that isn't what a calling is to feel like you have to be a preacher. Amen. And it, I just remember 17 years old, man, 
not not being able to comprehend that and them walking me through that and helping me understand what that is. And now, man, that that thing right there is what I'm so passionate about is trying to help people understand that God calls us to to be fishermen. He calls us to to be out in the people, you know, using what gifts he's given us to reach people, not just to preach. And I'm not discounting what preachers do, man. Right. More power to them. Like they are um, highly called and, uh, you know, not anything that I, I want to come across like I'm discounting, but that's just wasn't me. And so to understand that God has called us in a lot of different directions has um, been something that I, I still am trying to learn every day. And so um, it's a it's a fun topic. It's one that I don't think we'll ever wrap our minds around completely. Right. But, um, you know, making ourselves available to God is is the core of it. And um, so anyway, so they, they helped me understand that my youth pastor gave me a camera and turned me loose, man. And, um, you know, <laughs> the story unfolds from there. But um, I had another guy at the church named Virgil Grote that he's since passed, but um, he put me in a chair. And I always like to say that Virgil called the calling out of me because mm. he helped me um, sit in that chair of doing video in the back room, editing and you know, calling the shots of the different cameras, and, you know, camera A is live, camera B, get yeah. ready, camera C, you're, oh, you're live, you know, like those kind of things. And um, being a kid back there in that chair and having a man that was at the time in his 60s, 70s, um, putting all of his faith in me to do that uh, felt like a high uh, honor. And, you know, it's just helped me understand how much higher of honor it is for God to call us to use us. So, um, anyways, I could go on and on about that, man. I had some special people in my life that really, um, poured into me. And then my wife, she's, you know, she's a trooper and, um, uh, a very, uh, encourage and a high encourager in my life of mm-hmm. just helping me always remember what my calling is and always champion that out of me. So, um, anyways, so to answer your question, I have understood my calling because God has surrounded me with people that have champion that out of me and um you know i just want to do the same for creatives specifically kobe so much good stuff in that one of the phrases you said just making yourself available um surrounding yourself with people to to call it out and i love that you distinguish that the call to serve god isn't relegated to only the call to preach like whatever god has gifted you with that skill that ability that talent that's your calling whether it's in the church, quote unquote, or outside of the church, quote unquote, because we need people that love the Lord and love people both inside and outside of the church. So, Kobe, share with us how you know, you know, that God has called you to this place where you are right now. Now, for my dear listener, how can they figure out what God has called them to? What what instructions or words of wisdom would you give them? Sure. So as Christians are are clear and um, obvious answer here is in Matthew 28, 19, that we were called to go and make disciples. Amen. So regardless of what gifts you have in your life, if you're not using that gift to go and make disciples, then you're using it incorrectly. Preach. But that's, you know, I said, I'm not a preacher, so I'm going to stop there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so I think, I think that that's, that's the core of it, that, you know, a calling has to hold hands with the ultimate calling of making disciples. 
And if we're, if we're not seeing our gifts as something that has to hold hands with that, then we're seeing it wrong. And I think that's the first step. But then the second is being honest with yourself. Like I'm saying about me, I'm not gifted as a preacher. So I'm not going to just say like, you know what, God's going to use this and go preach. And I could give a a bad example of uh, my calling if I stepped into something that was not my gift. So I think we also have to be honest with ourselves and see what our um, gifts are and our abilities are and those kind of things. But um, to really understand a lot of that, I've I've put a couple of things down here that kind of break it down. And the first, I think, is to seek God. Um, if you if you're looking forward and you don't know what your calling is and you don't know how God can use you, then before you look at what your gifts are, before you look at your connections, your the, the people that are around you that could give you opportunity, I think you need to seek God first. And in Jeremy in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, it says that you will seek Him and find Him, and you search for Him with all of your heart. So again, like I said a second ago. Your calling starts with the ultimate calling of looking to him and pointing other people to him. So before you can point other people to him, you need to be looking to him with all of your heart. And um, so that would be what I said. I would say the first step would be, and then the second, like I mentioned, examine your gifts, be honest with yourself. Um, But at the same time, I want to say that like, if God's put a burning in your heart to be really good at something that you're not naturally good at, the Lord has also provided all of these tools now in the life. I mean, in the culture that we live in that you can learn stuff. Yep. And so if you, if God's put that burden or that burning on your heart to, to do something, don't let the fact that you can't do it right now be the reason you don't ever get to it because he's put things in front of you that you can learn it and be good at it over time. He, God plays the long game just as much as he plays the short game. And so if if we are devoting our lives to him, we're devoting the long game to him. So to say, if we can't do it right now, again, we're cutting it short. And then the third thing would be just to seek wisdom from the leaders around you. Um, you know, we all need mentors and we need accountability partners. And um, the Lord's um, hopefully given you good friends around you that, that see the calling in your life, that see Jesus at work in your life. And I would just have those conversations with them, go have a cup of coffee and sit down and say, Hey man, I'm, you know, I know I'm called, but I don't know what to, and let that person speak into you Mm -hmm. and understand it and take it. Like it may not be what you want it to be because it may be Satan at work trying to keep you from seeing that possibility in your life. And so the Lord can use those people around you to call out the call, like I said a second ago, um, to help you see that there is opportunity and possibility there. And then um, the last thing would be, like I said, make yourself available to God. Not that he needs you to do what he has to do and what he wants to do, but it's the whole understanding of God created you to do something. And if you turn to the Lord with an attitude of worship and say, God, you gift, you've given me these gifts and I want to give them right back to you and I want to use them to further your gospel, then, man, I, I firmly believe that those those steps, it's not, a, you know, it's not as easy as one, two, three, four. But I would just say if you consider those four things, I just think that the Lord's going to work big in your life 
And that's what he's called us to do is to rely on him, seek him and use the things that he's given us to make his name known. So I would, I would just say, consider those things if you're trying to understand your calling. Kobe, very well said and, and organized thoughts. Um, as me being a Baptist preacher, I was thinking alliteration. So basically look up, sure. look within and look around, you know, it starts with God yeah. and then what gifts you have with yourself and then looking around as to get that confirmation, affirmation from other people that God has placed in your life, well, which speaks to the, the importance of community and church, which could be an entire episode of its own. But then once again, that phrase, and I hope you hear this dear listener, make yourself available to God. Kobe said it very well. God has given you gifts. And now it's time for you to give those gifts back to God. And I don't think I will add to that. I just amen and echo what, what Kobe's already said, like to find your purpose and to find your calling, you must first find and know God because he created you with purpose. The example that I go to over and over is if I want to know all that there is to know about Facebook, I'm not going to ask my wife. I'm not going to ask my best friend. I'm not going to ask my parents. If I had access to them, I would ask uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Why? Because he is the creator of Facebook. So therefore he knows the purpose for it. And I say that to say this, if you're looking for your purpose, it has to go with finding God. Cause when you find God, you find your purpose. But I do want to point you guys to season two, episode one. I did an entire episode on this specific topic, how to know God's will for your life. If you want to go deeper into that. And so I really believe that God is the ultimate creator. And we have been designed in his image. So therefore, whether we realize it or not, we are creative. Um, we have creativity. We just have to tap into it. And so Kobe being a creative pastor, like what would you say in response to that powerful truth? I mean, you're so right, Paul, that that's a, that is a um, soapbox for me. Whenever somebody tells <laughs> me on. that I'm not, a, they say the words, I'm not a creative. I don't have a creative bone in my body. When they go as far to say that they don't have a creative bone in their body, now they've directed it to how they are made. And I want to immediately say, look, if you're concerned about that creative bone, think about the creative blood that flows in your veins. Because God has put that in you, whether you recognize it or not, from the first chapter of the Bible, God has clearly said that we are the Imago Dei. We are made in his image. In Genesis 1, 27, it says that we are made in the image of God. If we can read the first chapter of the Bible and not see that we are created, then we've got a bigger problem here that we need to understand Scripture to be what Scripture is. And I think, you know, it's not even an argument. You read this, you read that verse, and it just immediately makes me want to go be creative, man. And I think that it's an easy place for creatives to latch on to scripture. Honestly, if we start feeling that we are not as good as we should be, if we start feeling burnt out, if we start feeling, you know, all the things that a creative feels over time of not feeling good enough, read the first chapter of the Bible. And you, like you said, it's built into us. And so I, I, that's something that I really have tried to do over the last year. You know, I don't have to go into it all, but it was this last year has been stressful for everybody and um, creatives in the church got used and abused in some situations. Um, and in some situations it brought it to the forefront that creatives are needed in the body of Christ, that um, you need the hand just as much as you need the foot. And, um, so I 
I'm thankful for the past year. And I also try to, um, you know, say to the creative that's burnt out from the last year to take a breath and get back after it because the Lord's called you to this and you may be exhausted, but remember that the all powerful, all knowing creator made you to do this. And, um, he didn't make you to do this to make you fail. He made you to do this because, um, it's your calling. It's what he's built into you. So he's not only going to put you into it, he's going to walk you through it. So, um, in a, in a tough year like this, you know, I just want to encourage those creatives that might be listening that are burnt out to remember that you are made in the image. And for those of you who are listening to it, that don't feel creative, you are too. And, um, I would just challenge you to examine your life, man. You can't, if you made a grilled cheese yesterday, you did something creative, you built something. So don't, don't belittle the gospel and say that you're not creative. It's in you, man. And, um, don't, don't ignore that. You know, my, my way of thinking about creativity, a lot of what I even share in life and um, whenever I think about uh, creativity as a Christian, um, a lot of it comes from a man named Howard Hendricks, who is a long time, long time, uh, professor at Dallas Theological Seminary, um, preacher. Um, he mentored people like Chuck Swindoll. He was, you know, uh, yeah. a, a Christian giant, if you will, of just, you know, being at the feet of Jesus constantly and helping other people follow along as I think we're called to do. And he had a, just a wonderful view of what creativity is. And he has a book called color outside the lines that is one of the books that I just am constantly reading these days. And, um, you know, it's in the book. If you look at my copy, there's more highlighted words than there are just normal words in the book, because it's just so much, uh, gold to a Christian creative in there. And um, so I would recommend that book, but I want to also give him full credit of some of the things that I say. And mm-hmm. he says in there that um, that in that book, he says that, you know, we have this built into us like we were just talking about. And to say that we don't, but also seek to seek God for wisdom and all these other things. That's not fair to who God is to expect him to do all these other things and be all these other things that scripture says he is but not expect him to make you creative as well because he is the ultimate creator. So to just ignore that fact in scripture, in scripture is ignoring who God is in a way. So, um, so I would just challenge you that if you don't think you're creative to dig down deep in your life and examine it because the creator is at work in your life and he's given you opportunity to be creative too. You just may not see it that way. So, and then the other thing that I do want to share real quick is that we We live in a culture that um, we talk about how like identity is so important. You know, everybody cares about their following. They care about how many likes they get on everything. And then so far as now we live in a culture where people identify as and they identify as whatever they want. But um, I kind of want to flip that on his head for a second and say that as Christians, we identify as children of God made in the image of God, which, like I said, includes creativity. So therefore, as a Christian creative, we find identity in God, the creator of it all. So you can't say identify as a Christian without saying I identify as a creative Christian, in my opinion. Kobe, man, I'm trying to contain myself over here like that. 
is some <laughs> awesome stuff. And I just want to double down on your, your thoughts. I don't know who said it first, but it was a preacher that said, not only have we been created by God, but we're related to God. You know, we know that he's our he's our father, we're his sons, we're his children, we're his daughters. So just to echo what you already said, like those creative juices, that creative blood is flowing through our body. Because I didn't really accept the identity of a creative so I started this podcast. But then as I look back, before I was podcasting, as I was preaching, you know, finding different ways to make God's word, well, finding different ways to highlight the relevance of God's word because we don't make God's word relevant. God's word is already relevant. We just got to dig in and see it. Um, but that's another story for another day. And so really, as I began to, I love how you brought up identity, as I began to embrace that concept of creativity, of being a creative and saying, yes, I am creative. I have creativity in me. It's like something just kind of spark or a light bulb just went on and it's beginning to just be more creative in different ways. And to me, creativity, I don't know who said it first, but it's about problem solving and it's about finding new ways to do old things. And with that, I'm curious to hear, how would you define creativity, Kobe? Yeah. So again, um, I'm going to, Point back to Howard Hendricks. One before I answer this question, one of the things that he said is that you know, again, at the very beginning of the Bible, it shows that God created the world in the seven days, really in six, and gave the seventh day for rest. But Howard Hendricks says that after he created the world, he delegated creativity to his creatures, and he's left it to us to continue to be creative. Not that God isn't creative anymore. Um, but I'm saying that he's built it into us and has called us to move out in that. And so what I define creativity is, is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of, um, you know, seeing things the way that they are and understanding that they are the way that they are for some reason or other, but believing that it all can change. Um, and, you know, as creatives, we shouldn't just look for reasons to change things just to be creative. That's not what creativity is. It's not just changing something. I don't change the way a chair is built just because I want to. I'd fall down every time. You know, there's a reason why it's got four legs on it and sits under us and it's to hold the weight up. So creativity isn't necessarily just recreating the will to for the sake of recreating the will. Um, it's more so that, in my opinion, it's seeing things the way that they are but trying to take the time to see them in a new way. And, um, you know, um, it's not, it's not a light switch that you can turn on and off. You can't just turn on creativity when you want to, and then turn it off. And now you're not a creative anymore. Like we've spent a lot of time in this, this conversation talking about, it's something that's built into us. Right. And, um, you know, we don't just turn off the light switch to, you know, I'm going to forget how to eat for a little while. I'm going to turn it off. And then, you know, it's dinner time. So I'm going to remember how to eat and turn the switch back on. You know, that's not what it is. It's a lifestyle. It's something that maybe you don't put as a high priority in your life, but you can learn to do that. You can learn to see things in a different way. And it's teachable because it's something that's built into us. You know, creativity is built in us. So there's a way to, grow more creativity out of who you are because there's already that seed in you that you can grow from. So um, anyway, so it's, it's, to me, it's a lifestyle. It's seeing things around you the way they are understanding and believing that it's not the way it always has to be that you can change things if, as they're needed. And, um, you know, 
sometimes we hate change as humans. Creatives or not, we hate change at some point. We don't want people to mess up our flow. We don't want people to mess up our routines. And, um, you know, I firmly believe that there were creatives who loved hymns back in the day. And I'm sure they got mad when hymnals got taken out of their sanctuaries, you know. So even as a Christian creative, you still end up hating change at some point. But I want to remind you that the premise of the gospel is that we are one way. God saved us. Wow made us new and we are changed because of that. So the end all of the gospel is change. So if we don't accept changes, good change, sometimes it's not fair to say that whenever our life is built off of good change. So if you struggle with change, I think creativity, a lot of it is change. So I would just remind you that the gospel is built off of a holy change. And um, we need to remind that or we need to be reminded of that sometimes and try to understand change in a new way. It's not always bad. Kobe, what a connection between creativity, change and the gospel. Because Exodus chapter 35, and he has filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge and all kind of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver or bronze. And that's just a highlight the fact that creativity is from God is already in you. You just got to have to tap into it and use it for God's glory. Now, aside from like painters and musicians and those that work um, in media ministry or communication ministry, but for those outside the church, um, like, like parents or teachers, how can everyday people tap into and cultivate um, their creativity? As you say, is a lifestyle. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about how I would define creativity, but I do want to point back to a clear definition of creativity. So the Oxford Dictionary defines it like this. Creativity is the use of imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. So looking at this definition, because I love the way they did this, it says, especially in the production of an artistic work. It doesn't say only in the production of an artistic work. So part of untapping it is recognizing it. Mm. You have to recognize what you're doing that's creative. There's, I, I, as I've said earlier in this conversation, I strongly disagree with people that say that they aren't a creative. I think they've just failed to look at their lifestyle and look at the things that they do throughout the week um, and failed to see creativity in it. Because like they said in that definition, it's original ideas. Let me read it again. It says the use of the imagination or original ideas. So whenever you may feel like you have a, a small imagination, like I said earlier, there's a seed inside of you. It flows in your veins of creativity. So it may just be that you don't see creativity as a, at its full potential in your life because you, you're not recognizing it. If you recognize it, you can grow it. You have to recognize whether it's small imagination that's your problem or if you're just not getting the opportunity. And we'll talk about that in a second. Mm. But um, you have to recognize that and before you can really, quote unquote, untap it in your life. So I think that um, a big part of that, though, is finding creative community. If you um, don't have people around you that are calling it out of you, 
that could very much be the problem. Yep. You know, that you're not recognizing it. Like I said, you don't have other people recognizing it in your life. So I would strongly encourage you to find um, people and surround yourself with like-minded creatives that love Jesus and see it as something that he gave them. And um, those people around you, let them spur creative thinking out of you. And, um, you know, I'll I'll give testimony to that, that the Lord has um, put you know, time and time again, some amazing creatives in my life that call me just to see how I'm doing, um, follow each other on Instagram and message each other when we think the other one did a great job on something. You know, sometimes it's as easy as just encouraging somebody with a fire emoji in the comments. (laughs) Sometimes that's all you need and it will spur more creativity out of you. Kobe, such a rich response. Like for those that um live on Twitter, here's something that you can tweet. Part of tapping into your creativity is first recognizing that you have creativity. And so creativity is in you. You just have to walk in it. And there's a few things I would add to that, like creative juice start to flow. Um, just time with God. I mean, time in prayer, time reading God's word, time in silence, or even on a prayer walk. Can't tell you how many times just sitting in God's presence. Oh, that'd be a good idea um, to teach this the next time I go to the college Bible study. Or, oh, this would be a great podcast idea just sitting in the presence of God. And, of course, reading books. Um, then, personally, I follow other podcasters, creatives, and pastors on Instagram. Then, of course, I got to do a plug to the called creative. Like That really just spurred some things in me as I was listening to it. And so, on my creative journey, I often say this, that I want to get to heaven on empty, Kobe. In other words, I want to use all the gifts that God has given me and I want to reach my full potential, but not just me, but others that's listening. When we're trying to reach our fullest potential, there are some things that just kind of holds us back. And so with that thought in mind, Kobe, what do you think holds most people back from unlocking their full potential that God has called us to? So I might strike a nerve here with people, but this is this is my answer. It's a one word answer. Whenever you ask what keeps people from unlocking their potential, one word, ourselves. Very often, we keep ourselves. So whatever excuse you've had about not having creative potential in your life, stop and find how you're the root of it. Because a lot of times we've thought about finding excuses of, I don't have time. I don't have opportunity. I don't have people around me. I don't have anybody who would let me do that. You know, I don't have the money to buy the equipment, whatever it is. It most times starts with the letter I at the beginning of whatever that excuse is. So I may have made you mad by that answer, but I hope that you take it well and understand that, um, you know, whatever that excuse is, realize that sometimes that is the only thing in the way from you being creative. And I believe that if God has called us to something, he walks us through it, as I mentioned at the beginning of this. And so whatever that excuse is, I would encourage you to lean into God with that. Take your needs and your worries to God and watch him work. He will work in great ways time and time again. I could 
you know, keep you here for another five episodes talking about big things that God has done in my life. And I'm sure as a believer, and I would hope that you can do the same. And, um, you know, I just think we're great at finding excuses. We're great at finding excuses for, um, you know, not reading our Bible. We're great at finding excuses for not going to church. You know, there's a large percentage of Christians who aren't going to church right now in our world, and it's not good. Uh, We need um, community and we need people around us that are um, Christ-centered people. And so that's a whole nother topic. But I just think sometimes we keep ourselves from doing it because we don't think we're good enough. Um, we let other people's opinions step in and we immediately like discount ourselves or we say we don't have enough time or money or equipment. And you said it a second ago that, you know, creatives aren't only podcasters or aren't only videographers or photographers or painters. Those are the easy targets when we talk about creativity. Those are the ones that are, you know, at the top of the list because it's easy to easy to see that somebody holding a piece of equipment like that is a creative. But I think sometimes we need to put the equipment down and realize that our creative potential isn't in us or isn't available just because that piece of equipment's in our hands. It's something that's built into us, like we've said. And if we're not using it, then that's our bigger problem. And I think we stand in the way of using it more than anything else. And we need to just remember the true meaning of creativity is original ideas. So whatever it is that's telling you <laughs> that you can't do it, maybe you just need an original idea so that you can do it. Maybe it's God's way of putting innovation in your life and in the people around you um, to do things in a new way and communicate in a new way to the people around you. Social media is an easy way to do things without any um thing but a free app you know so if money's your problem if time's your problem tiktoks are short man they only take 15 seconds 30 <laughs> seconds and you get the stuff out there so time i you know i knocked that one down what else like let's keep going let's find other excuses and knock them down man i think that god has given us opportunities to do things without those things that stand in our way like not being good enough you know we are good enough we are called as christians and made a certain way because god saw us and saw that it was good just like you had show barack on the last episode talking about some of that stuff god created us and saw that it was good so if you see yourself as not good enough i strongly disagree scripture says that we were good enough and we are good enough um we just have to again take ourselves out of the equation and put God in it and understand that he is big enough and strong enough to overcome any excuse we might have. So long answer for a one word answer. I think that we ourselves are the reason a lot of times that we don't unlock the potential that God's given us. Well said. We just have to get out of our own ways. So get rid of the excuses and just be creative. And I know that's easier said than done. And I like how you say it's not just those that's holding the, the cameras and things like that, but you can be creative um, in your marriage. Um, as, as a husband, I try to 
create different date nights for me and my me and my wife and just try different things and visit different cities. So it can be creativity in your relationships, creativity in your parenting, creativity at at your job. What whatever you do, what if you found a new way to do it, it could save time, it could save money. So tap into that creativity. And so I was reading this article. It's four things the Bible says about your creativity by Stephen Brewster. And here's what he said. It takes work to get better creatively. Practice your craft, steward it well in obscurity. So when it when it's your time to share your gift, you will be prepared. Your creativity reflects who you are, but it also reflects who he is. Yeah. So this has been an eye-opening conversation about calling and creativity. And man, I just want to give you the floor. Like what words of wisdom would you just share with the audience as it relates to calling and creativity? Yeah, man, I want to end this conversation in stride. You know, we've talked about a lot of things that I would hope people would take back and chew on and um, hopefully put into practice in some form or fashion. Um, but you know, to tie it all together at the very end of the day, I just want to read one scripture to you all and um, talk about it for just a second. In Colossians chapter three, verse 23, it says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. And I think if we would look at our day like that, um, you know, I think it'd be easy for us to put creativity into our day because, you know, the Lord is worthy of it all. He's worthy of our time. He's worthy of our effort. He's worthy of our money, of our, you know, whatever it is, he is worthy of it. And so if we think about that, that whatever we do, do it as though we're doing it for the Lord rather than for people. Um, I think that verse in itself spurs on more creativity. So I would just challenge you that whatever you do, maybe you're a full-time creative, maybe you're a full-time, um, you know, maybe you're a full-time creative, maybe you have a full-time job that you don't see as a creative um, job, but I would encourage you that whatever you do, whether you're working or creating or however you, you know, put that together, that you would create out of awe, adoration, and reverence for the Father. And man, just watch Him work. Watch Him give you opportunity. And whenever you get those opportunity, I would challenge you to use your gifts that God gave you, um, the craft that He gave you to worship Him with. Um, and don't let other people's opinions or let yourself get in the way. Go use those gifts. God gave you those to worship him with and don't let anybody else stand in the way of you doing that. And I would just end it all by just saying, use your God given gift to create from a place of adoration and reverence to God and don't quit because people don't like it or they don't get it. Um, creativity is an original idea and original because God gave it specifically to you and he's put that in you. So don't let anything stand in your way of, using that gift to worship God with creativity and creating things. There comes about criticism. And I think that's a fear that a lot of us have that we don't want to create and put things out there because we're scared of what people will say. And in all, in all honesty, uh, I remember before I took my Instagram off private, I was like, all right, I'm about to open myself up to the world and to criticism. And it, I, I know it's just, you know, Pressing one button, but that was big to me. And I took my Instagram off private sure. and put it to public. Like, here we go. Anybody can say anything and all this stuff. And then putting the podcast out there to, to the world. So when you are walking in your calling and when you are being 
creative. Expect criticism, but create anyway. Nehemiah was walking in his calling. He was being he was creating and building a wall and he had a lot of naysayers. But he had a weapon in one hand. I'm not telling you to hurt nobody, but he had a weapon in one hand and he was building in the other. In other words, don't uh, don't allow anyone or anything criticism and critics included to distract you from what God has called you to do. I think about the verse that I read in Exodus, those that God had called those creators to build the temple. What if, what if they was like, well, I don't want to build. What is this other tribe is going to say about me or the criticism that may incur? I maybe I didn't do it right, but as long as you are walking in the will of God, doing what God has called you to do, keep going. And of course, you know, when criticism is constructive, I accept that. But when it's not constructive, I reject that. All right. And one more thing, like, as we're talking about creativity and being creatives, do not find your identity in what you create or how others respond to what you create. Instead, find your identity only in the creator. Because, for example, if, if I release an episode, whether it get one download or 1000 downloads, I did what God is calling to do. And, you know, I'm going to go back and listen and learn and try to improve. But I'm not going to have a bad weekend just because the downloads wasn't what I wanted to be. So be and do. And y'all hear me say this a lot. Be and do all that God has called you to be and do and be and do it unapologetically. So, Kobe, thank you so much once again for joining the show today. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. A friendly reminder to check the show notes uh, for the link if you would like to support this podcast ministry. And I want to leave you with one more quote by this Alabaster article entitled, What Does the Bible Say About Creativity? And I quote, the very first verse of the Bible Details and active creativity and creation. Genesis 1 1 reads In the beginning, God created. God fashioned the entire universe out of nothingness. His creativity breathed us into being. Genesis also tells us that God created humanity in his image. We might well say then that we are created to be creatives just like our Lord. End quote. Now go be and do all that God has called you to be and do.